Park Hopping Podcast number 10. Another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yes, anyone can have their own podcast. Hello from California, and apologies for the audio quality here. This is being recorded from the built-in microphone on my laptop because I didn't plan on doing any recording here. I'm actually sitting in a hotel so close to the Disneyland parking structure that if I could get over this big wall... I, I could just, uh, you know, be there. Anyway, um, we actually flew in on um, Saturday night and arrived at the airport uh, a little after 9 o'clock, something like that, and uh, drove out to the park, got here around, um, I guess, about 10.15 or so. We were actually in Disneyland, but a little before 10.30, uh, after the fireworks had gone off and things like that, to uh, ride the Haunted Mansion Holiday and Pirates of the Caribbean, which is traditionally how we'll start one of our Disney vacations. Uh, so I wanted to just mention a couple of things. Uh, I got a uh, email in from a couple of folks in regards to the most recent um, podcast where I was talking about some of the other Disney podcasts, and I mentioned something called Let's Talk About Disney, a podcast that uh, I said hadn't published an episode since September. I actually heard from Mike at Let's Talk About Disney.com, and he says they've actually been uh, publishing continuous episodes since July. They said he's got 20 and that their feed was feeds.feedburner.com slash Let's Talk About Disney. Um, so we might have some old information there, and I told him I would go ahead and get subscribed and caught up myself as soon as I get back home, so I wanted to point that out. As far as this current trip, uh, Disneyland is just absolutely beautiful. You know, Walt Disney himself said that Disneyland would never be complete as long as there's imagination left in the world, something to that effect. And even though it's only been about five or six months since I was last here, and that was during the uh, July 17th, 50th anniversary celebrations, there are so many things that have changed in the park in the course of five or six months. Of course, uh, you know, Christmas decorations as well as some other constructions. Um, crowds were actually okay today. Uh, it was a busy Sunday. The park was open from 8 a.m. until midnight. We got to the park uh, around 7.30, actually to the parking structure, um, actually pretty early, but they weren't letting anybody in until probably close to 7.30, and then we waited outside, and they uh, opened the gates at 8 a.m. One of the security guards I spoke to last July explained to me that they don't do any early openings where the uh, Main Street stores open you know, up to an hour before the rest of the park, and then they do a rope drop. He says they don't do that when they're doing the expanded hours you know, starting at 8 a.m. because it's already early enough. Um, we got a lot of rides out of the way today. Uh, you know, we did Jungle Cruise, Buzz Lightyear, the Fantasyland rides like Mr. Toad, Alice in Wonderland, Pinocchio, Peter Pan, Snow White. Uh, did the Haunted Mansion, Road Big Thunder Mountain, Roger Rabbit, Indiana Jones, Splash Mountain, Winnie the Pooh. Did the Sailing Ship Columbia, Space Mountain Star Tours, the Autopia. Even rode the canoes. A whole bunch of things today, um, thanks to using Fast Pass a couple of times. And this was with having three sit-down meals. We ate uh, breakfast at the Riverbell Terrace, had lunch um, at the Plaza Inn, and had dinner at the Mexican food restaurant, and then actually left the park before the fireworks started, so we headed out around 9 o'clock. So uh, crowds were definitely, definitely manageable if we uh, had decided to rush and try to see a lot more than, you know, we were. Um, you know, it, it was certainly probably, you know, one of those days where you could pretty much do everything in the park you wanted to do. Didn't check the Matterhorn. That's usually the thing that's difficult for me to get on because the lines will just be so long, except early in the morning and late at night. So, pretty good start. Um, Christmas decorations this year are a little different. Uh, the, the tree on... Um, 
at the, the Main Street area is all decorated gold in honor of Disney's golden anniversary. And they don't have Santa Claus set up there. He's actually over along Big Thunder Trail. They've got some signs promoting it. Even the um, double-decker bus that rides up and down Main Street has a, an ad for the um, Santa Claus Roundeer Rain... Uh, what is it? Reindeer Roundup which was kind of interesting to see it being promoted. Um, right outside of Big Thunder Mountain was another kind of uh, leather-looking sign on, on wooden post promoting it right around the lane. And it was a really nice area, all decorated up. They had eight live reindeer there, and we got to see the, the two turkeys that were pardoned by the president and um, the craft area and cookie decorations. It was very, very different from how it was last July when it was being used as a merchandise location on the 17th. So that was kind of neat. Uh, some other things going on, of course, the decorations are up over the park like normal, Toontown, uh, decorations in Frontierland and on Main Street, um, New Orleans Square, just really, really beautiful. And they've uh, done some construction on Main Street and widened some of the walkways up, which really helps get people in and out uh, around the uh, time for the fireworks when everything is congested. The weather is actually kind of surprising. It's... Um, it's kind of warm when you're in the sun and kind of chilly, you know, definitely long sleeve weather. So I've got a, you know, light jacket with me, which was interesting because when I was in Des Moines, you know, it was still, actually it was close to 30 degrees or something, so it had warmed up considerably, but there was snow on the ground and I actually left my big thick coat in my car. So I didn't have to bring it with me on the, the uh, airplane because it probably looked like a real goob walking through the Orange County Airport with this huge parka uh, out in Southern California. Uh, this, a lot of things um, caught my attention. Uh, for instance, over around the, uh, the Rivers of America, where you watch Fantasmic from, there's a couple of gadgets sitting out there propped up. There's uh, several stations, which may be projectors used in the fireworks show now, because I know they've added some effects over there for people that are watching it that can't get on Main Street. So I haven't really looked at that yet, and I haven't been following any of the news and rumor sites enough to know what they are. Um, Small World has got projections on it now during the fireworks as well as when they uh, turn on the lights at night and every 15 minutes the clock goes off. There's a lot of interesting things they're doing this holiday season that weren't uh, happening last year. So it's, it's again, it's, it's really nice. I think this is... Let's see, 2003, 2004, pretty much we've been out here every Christmas for the last three years, and it always uh, impresses me at how um, things change. Oh, uh, speaking of, of Christmas changes, in addition to the things at Disneyland, we also popped over to Disney's California Adventure for a bit and rode Tower of Terror, walked through Flick's Fun Fair, which has some holiday overlays uh, for you know decorations, and rode all the little kitty rides there, the incredibly slow-moving bumper cars. I mean, these things are so slow. You could you could crawl on your hands and knees faster than they go, but it was it was kind of neat to actually do them because there were no lines. We did that did that Flicks Fun Flyer, um, the Choo Choo Train, and then the little figure eight teacups thing. And the one that we were on, me and a friend of mine from out here were on, uh, didn't turn. It was just fixed in place. You couldn't even turn the wheel. But I'm, I think some of the other ones spun, but probably not very fast. So it was my first time to actually go through some of those. It's you know they're children's rides and certainly not worth standing in line. Um, there's a Christmas tree at Disney's California Adventure across from Golden Dreams, and there were some new lights in the trees. Just uh, very interesting. A lot of uh, things there that they haven't done, so they're trying to decorate up California Adventure a little more than they have in the past. And one way they indicate that 
is the letters out in front, out in the entry plaza, that say California, now have uh, peppermint stripes on them, and there's uh, you know, Mickey Mouse is on the sea, and uh, I think, I forget who it was down at the, the far uh, letter at the end. Uh, we, just, we were only there briefly to walk past and go in. I hope we'll have uh, some more time to explore California Adventure on a full day. Oh, yeah, we also went and did the bakery tour and the tortilla tours so we could get you know, some free bread and tortillas while we were there. So, uh, again, um, it was just a great day to see a whole lot in the park. And I'm told that next week when school lets out, uh, it's going to be mobbed and packed. So I'm, I'm really glad that we managed to get out here when we did to avoid some of the lines. I, I've certainly been here on a Christmas season when, you know, it was just packed to the gills. So even though this is the 50th anniversary and there are a lot of people here, it was manageable. Uh, I can tell there's a lot of people here because uh, when we showed up last night, um, they did a Phantasmic right at 10.30. And when we were getting out of Pirates of the Mansion, people were lined up around Rivers of America at 11.30, and they made the announcement that they were about to start another Phantasmic. There were only two Phantasmics scheduled, but they were seeing crowd levels, so they ran a third unscheduled Phantasmic at 11.30 when the park closed at midnight. It's been a long time since I've been at Disneyland when it's been busy enough they scheduled an extra showing of that, but it, it happens a lot when I'm not here. Some, something else that's interesting is this is the first time in many, many years Disneyland is running more than just one parade. Traditionally, Disneyland would have a daytime parade, whatever it was, Toy Story Parade, Lion King, whatever, and at night they'd run the Main Street Electrical Parade. But for the last several years, you know, there's just been one parade. They're doing three parades a day, two different parades, but there's the uh, 50th Anniversary Parade of Dreams twice in the day, and then the, the Christmas Parade... Um, in the evening, and it's uh, it's actually really nice to see some of these things that were real common at Disneyland as recent as 10 years ago. Some other changes that I found a little annoying were uh, price increases. Um, one of the things I really, really like, one of my food traditions is getting some of the gumbo over in New Orleans Square, and it's gone up to 8.49. and the portions are so small in that bread bowl, and if you really don't like sourdough bread, you know, you get 20 bites of gumbo for 8.50 now, and I, I think Disney has finally reached the threshold where I may stop having to buy the gumbo. Uh, to counter that, though, the annual passes now get discounts at a lot more locations than they used to. It used to be just the sit-down restaurants, and there were several places that we all went tonight where um, my pass would get discounts where it uh, formerly didn't, so that was kind of nice, but didn't get me discount on the gumbo, so... Uh, I guess I'll just have to pick my uh, restaurants more carefully. But it is nice to have more options on using the pass, and I really wish I would have kept that list with me that Disneyland sent out in their little backstage newsletter thing, um, because I, I keep getting in 15-minute food lines only to find out that my pass doesn't help me there. And again, I'd like to apologize for the background noise in this. There is a, an air conditioner, actually a heater right now on, and, uh, you know, no microphone. So if you find this totally unlistenable, I certainly agree. I probably would, too. Uh, I did wanted to touch on the Haunted Mansion holiday for this year. Again, Disney has made some interesting and some very substantial updates to the ride. Now, one of the, the rumors that had been circulating on the Internet recently was that this might be the last year or two of the Haunted Mansion holiday because they might not have the rights to do it going forward. And I kind of don't believe that because Disney is still putting money into upgrading and enhancing the ride. 
I'm going to list a couple of the things that I noticed this year. There's some others that I need to go back and look at my pictures and video from last year to see if it's just uh, something I hadn't noticed before. One thing about these, these immersive rides like Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion is you can ride them time and time again and still notice a prop or something that, that maybe just didn't catch your eye before. And I know this happens to everyone because I found myself riding Pirates of the Caribbean and seeing something in the treasure room going, wow, is that new? Did they just change all that? Only to exit, go into Pieces of Eight, and pick up a postcard that shows a photo from like 1967 of the treasure room that still had that, uh, that same picture. If you want to see some interesting history, speaking of postcards, there is a Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean postcard that shows the uh, town dunking scene where the mayor is being dunked in the well. And if you look at that postcard carefully, it's the original animatronic. The one that stands next to the well right now has a hook for one arm and the other arm you know, is, is, has a hand on it. But in the picture was the original animatronic where he was kind of leaning on the uh, well. So they only actually had to build or pay for one arm or something like that. So that's a little interesting detail. But back to the Haunted Mansion holiday, a couple of things I noticed. Um, it, there's something I forgot to mention in my Haunted Mansion holiday changes show. There was a sign right when you go down to the portrait hallway after you leave the stretch room that says free sleigh rides. And that has changed at least twice since the original 2001 version. Uh, they added some candles and then some glowing red eyes and it looks like it might have changed again but this is one of those things I have to go back and look at my picture last year. Perhaps it's actually been like this. Um, but once you get on the ride one of the first things you do is you go under that little creepy cat creature that you see throughout the ride and he's got a fishing rod with a little package at the end. Now the package used to just be a box. Well it's a different box that's open and there's like a spider or something coming out of it with glowing red eyes. So that was one of the first minor changes I noticed. Also there was a number of changes in the the, the ballroom or the, the, the grand ballroom. Uh, for one thing um, one of the first things you notice is, you know, they change the uh, the gingerbread house every year. This one looks like it's a prop. It's a large gingerbread house that has one of those uh, scary wreath, man-eating wreaths on it, and it's got a large vine arms coming out up and down, holding pieces of cake and and things like that. It's it's actually moving. It's got about four long arms that are going up and down, which is interesting. And last year they had moved the ghost dog Zero, so he kind of scooted forward towards the, the cake as if he was trying to blow out the candles. Well, this year they've got that wreath taking a piece of the cake, so for the first time there's actually a big piece of cake missing, and Zero is up flying around the uh, the ceiling, up not like where the uh, the portraits that duel are. So that was uh, some, those were a couple of things that I noticed right off the fact uh, right off the bat that had been changed, and Madame Leota. Um, beforehand, the, where the crystal ball is, they have this little nutcracker character, and his eyes would change colors and his mouth would open and close. This year he's not doing the same. It looks like it's a different prop. He actually kind of wobbles back and forth like he's trying to walk or something. So that was something I, I had noticed was different. In the attic, they've moved the little monkey bride that we spotted last year and the monkey bride it's a little little monkey with a beating red heart in a wedding dress it is actually under the big long list that comes out near the snake right as you go about to exit the attic if you kind of turn and just look to the right you don't have to turn around and look behind you anymore you can see the monkey right there so that was interesting and in the attic itself I'm sorry not in the attic in the uh, graveyard 
it looked like they had done, see, what was it? There was one thing I noticed in the graveyard that was different. Oh, yeah, um, the ghost dog, Zero, next to Jack Skellington, used to float up and down, suspended by kind of a black rod that came out through the, the, the behind it that moved it up and down. Well, now, now Zero is suspended by a couple of sets of wires, and he kind of has um, a much more interesting floating wobble thing, but the wires are certainly visible, so I don't know if that's uh, an improvement or not. But that's something to, to watch for. There were a couple of other things in the graveyard that I think might have been small things that were moved, but probably are just things I hadn't noticed before. So the Haunted Mansion holiday has, has gotten some interesting updates, but one of the most interesting is right at the end when you get off the ride and you're going up the speed ramp, you look over to the left, and uh, Sally, the little Sally figure was sitting there and there was this full moon with kind of a, a little wire that ran around in a circle with a little cutout of a sleigh. It was supposed to be Jack and his sleigh. Well, this scene has been improved quite a bit. Sally is actually waving her arm back and forth. She used to just be a static figure and they have replaced the moon cutout with that little thing that goes in front of it with some kind of projection or plasma screen or whatever it is. It's an actual large moon and you see the sleigh go past small like it's far away and it's an actual animated sleigh with the reindeer, the, the, the ghost reindeer's legs moving and then it comes back by it so it's very very nice. It's a very very good effect. So there was a number of little things like that that have changed that um, make me believe they wouldn't be spending this kind of money if they were planning on having to lose the ride next year. But that said, Disneyland is back to kind of its old self where it tries to continually plus the show, where there's new things that are being added to the park that aren't necessarily things they would have to do. For instance, Frontierland has got these two uh, kind of posts that look like tree trees that are coming up on each side near the front where the, the fort is and they, they go up straight like a tree and then it kind of goes off with a T-shape kind of like a uh, telephone pole and there's some lanterns hanging on it. Well, the T part that goes across actually contains spotlights that point at the Frontierland signs. They're kind of camouflaged and hidden. It's kind of neat. Anyway, I just wanted to say I'm sorry about getting the Let's Talk About Disney information wrong and if I get a chance, I'll try to do another crappy sounding audio update. So for now, this is Alan in Anaheim signing off. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <gasps> podcasts. Hmm.